Hello and welcome to the SIPS Queensland podcast where we interview Queensland professionals to get an insight to their careers, their highs, their lows, their wisdom and their advice. So let's check out today's podcast guest. Hello, um, this is the Queensland SIPS July podcast um, hosted by Luca Brown. I'm a category buyer at Volvo Group Australia. And today we're joined by our special guest, uh, two-time award-winning and host of Empire with Ash, Ashley Turner. Thanks, Ash, for your time today to connect um, to be our interviewee this week. So Ash is a young procurement professional. Um, she's passionate about empowering people to overcome their own adversities. Um, she hosts her own podcast, Empower with Ash, which she uses as a platform to, to give individuals strength to overcome their challenges in life and use vulnerability as a strength and motivation to succeed. As a result of her motivation and achievement, she's won two esteemed awards of SIPS Young Talent of the Year 2019 and Queensland Resource Awards Exceptional Young Woman for her input in mentoring and the outstanding support of helping domestic violence survivors and individuals find their voice and speak up against adversity. Welcome, Ash. Thank you for having me and I'll pay you later for that intro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that goes all right. Um, so I think many people have heard the name or heard the name in the industry. So it's great to have you here and ha have a bit of a chat about procurement, uh, a, bit, a little bit about your background and also, um, I guess, the procurement industry, especially here in Queensland. Love so, to. So for those who have maybe heard the name, would you like to give some background to your personal journey? So as a survivor of domestic violence and also maybe a little bit on professional growth from that uh, personal assistance through to category manager. 100% love to. Um, so for me, if anyone has not heard of me or seen my red lipstick bloody everywhere all over LinkedIn, my name's Ashley Turner and I'm a little bit of a procurement nerd like many of us that are probably listening to this. I've been in procurement for the last five years. Um, but a little bit about me, I grew up basically in Darwin for you know 16 plus years and I started with Hastings Steering um, as a PA over there and there was an opportunity of a lifetime uh, from the CFO to basically start our procurement function again in Brisbane at Hastings Steering head office and I went for the job it was a procurement analyst job and I remember going through the interview and I'm a natural talker. Like I can talk my way into something or out of something. It's just a skill of mine. And I was talking myself into a role and I had no idea what procurement was. No clue. <laughs> had to Google it, try to figure it all out. And I'm pretty sure many of us sit here going, what is procurement some days as well? So it's still growing and learning from it. And I was appointed that job. And at the same time, I was in a domestic violent relationship. So it was like the stars aligned for me to escape NT and come over to Queensland for a fresh start and, you know, escape that sort of toxic person as well in that relationship. And I remember I first started at Hastings and lucky for me, or unlucky, I don't know which way you put it, is we started our procurement function in a transformational project with outside consultants. And that's when I'm like, it's lucky or I'm lucky, I don't know. But that opportunity right there, as most of us go, oh, gosh, I don't want to go through that, it enabled me to learn so fast and pull things apart so quickly. And um, I guess jumping into a story that we've probably spoken about previously is... <laughs> 
it was a stitch up that's what i call it <laughs> we we were at some big table um and we had all these consultants and they're telling us these are all the opportunities these are the money this is the categories all that and i'm sitting there mind you going what the hell is a category <laughs> what is going on i've been there literally like three to six months and before even starting that project i was doing more ERP related sort of compliance and governance. So I hadn't got into the category management bit, which I was thankful for because I was like, woof, over my head, have no idea what it is. And I remember we were sitting at this table and there's all these big projects listed and all the millions of dollars of savings and stuff like that. And there was all these other category managers that have been doing it for years, sitting around. And I looked at them and went, oh, look how big those, that's like, 40 plus million dollars. Oh my gosh, like that's ridiculous up the top there. And I seen all these little tiny ones down the bottom. I was like, oh, they're stationary. That's going to be mine. Like I was so excited for these little ones down the bottom. And they'll go through the board, writing people's names down. And they started from the bottom going the way up. And all these other category managers were getting these smaller projects. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm not doing anything. <laughs> maybe they're like she has no idea what she's doing we're not going to give her anything and then they got to the top two big ones and the second largest one was implementing purchase requisitions into Hastings Dairy when we only just moved to a paperless PO system so I was like they have no idea what PR stuff that job I don't want that project and the other one was industrial consumables project, which is, I call it the Blackwoods aggregator project. Millions, $40 million of spend spread across 700 vendors. They want to consolidate it to, you know, one supplier. I call it the technical term shits and bits, but it's called industrial <laughs> consumables is basically the tail end. And I remember sitting there going, okay, then. Who's got that stitch up? Both of those two <laughs> projects. And then they wrote Ashley Turner next to them. And I remember I started laughing. I was like, this is a joke, isn't it? Yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> Literally thought it was a joke and they were pulling my leg. And they are like, no, this, these are your projects. And I was like, uh-huh, like just sat there. What the hell? We all, you know, dispersing to do our own things. And I sat there like, what are you doing? Like, I use on drugs. Like, <laughs> do you know that I don't know what I'm doing here? And they pulled me aside and said, Ashley, the reason we gave you this is because you're good with people. You're very good at influencing people, reading people, knowing how to change your communication style and really be a chameleon at that. That's what we need for these projects. You don't need to be the technical experts because the people out in the business will be that for you. And I was still wrapping my head around that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what are you talking about? And they said, Another key reason is when we told all the other category managers, these two projects, all of them said, stuff that, you can't do it. No one could get it done. Other people, other big mining companies have tried these, you know, especially the Blackwoods one, and no one succeeded. It can't be done. When I went in and went, okay, yeah, sounds right. She'll be right. <laughs> Let's get along with it. I didn't have that sort of closed off mentality or fear, if that makes sense, to go, this can't be done. And no one, especially with that Blackwoods project, no one told me how big and complex it was and how much of a success it would be after I finished it until I finished that one. 
And Blackwoods came to me and said, how did you do this? And I was like, how did I do what? Like, I had no idea what I achieved. So oblivious I am. And they said, you managed to do aggregate all that spend, reduce all these vendors. You did it in 11 months. And we've got other mining companies trying to do this for the last five years. And they're a quarter of the way through it. And I was like, what? <laughs> I did what? <laughs> I had no idea. So I think it makes it more meaningful to any sort of young procurement professionals that you don't need, you know, your seven plus years experience to be handed such a amazing project you just have to have that that you know that mindset to go yes i can do this and i'm going to make it happen and i'm going to bend over backwards to um do it absolutely when i um talk to young professionals as well who maybe are looking for that entry-level role i say apply for those one to three year jobs because the, what they're looking for is that motivation that mindset that you have the right mindset to work in procurement because often we say Procurement's all business acumen, you know, it, it's all legal, legal speak and writing contracts and negotiating and running tenders, but there's so much also focus on the soft skills is you can have an equal split 50-50 or then one or two or one or the other can much better drive a certain role or outcome. And I'm probably, and I've spoken to my boss, you know, Tom Dunn, he's been a massive mentor for me and trusted me with all these big projects so it's you know I, I say thank you to him and go why at the same time did you do this to me but he said you're you know actually you're probably the one percent in the fact that you had no idea what procurement was no legal background no commercial no finance nothing all my skills at the start were probably let's say 80 percent now is soft skills and the 20 percent that I use really on all that technical stuff I learned over the last sort of, I guess, five years. And that's, you know, that's my story. Not everyone's story is like that, but that's been my success is based on who I am as an individual, my natural sort of talents and stuff with people and energy and all communication and change. That's made me successful because I've found my niche. And I think too, you know, too often, we are forced to be boxed into a certain way. You must have X, Y, Z to be a procurement professional. And that's not your strength. That's not your niche and your skill set. So you kind of, you're, you're stitching yourself up in a way. You're trying to box yourself to be someone that you're not. And I'm really uh, lucky that I've had a boss like Tom that's gone, you know what? You're not the traditional procurement person. You're completely different to that. You're crazy. You swear, but you have fun along the way, and you you make it happen. Though you have that sort of flair, so fine. That's my being one of my biggest learning lessons over the years. Is I am not the traditional person. I'm the person that you bring in to create something and fix something in a non-traditional way. Yeah, yeah. And without all the policies and rules and stuff, but it works. So I've had that risk taken on me, and it's. It's worked out in my favour. <laughs> <laughs> so do you find yourself drawn to these big, complex, transformational projects? Um, or do you really like them? Or do you prefer that specialist or category managed approach? Yes. Yes. That's a fun one. I'm that person that will put my hand up for the project that people think is going to be so complex and can't be done because I'm so determined I will get it done. And at Hastings, they used to call me the Terminator because <laughs> I had a target and I was locked and loaded and that was it. Like, I was off. There was no way around it. 
I was going to make it happen one way or the other. So they're like, geez, you go, girl, you do your thing. And I love that sort of stuff. So, yes, I've done the category management, but I've done it in a non-traditional way. And I was very lucky enough because that's that's me. I'm very creative and I like the freedom and I like to be able to change different methods of sourcing or direct negotiate. You don't have to do tenders. Like I've been able to do all that. And that's been some of the great conversations I've had with other leaders and people to say what I've learned in five years and being able to do or touch and play with and figure out all along the way, most procurement people may have not been able to do that over the last sort of 10, 20 years of their careers because they've mm. been forced down, you must do X, Y, Z before you proceed. When I've been able to go pick everything, let's play around, let's figure out what works in that's personally been in my favour by having great leaders that have allowed me to do that and not having to necessarily follow the hierarchy, traditional way of Jumanji levels, yeah. if that makes sense. You proceed to level three. <laughs> even procurement itself, well, my vision also being quite young to the industry is that we're seeing transformation in procurement towards a value-driven um, a value-driven support function. So, you know, traditionally you would have that X, Y, Z where you get X amount of quotes, X amount of process, this is the sourcing process, this is the tender. Um, but you're right, we need to, if we want to see procurement continue to rise up, um, being that value-driven mindset is where we need to be. So it's, it's great to see that as well. Yeah, 100%. You need to enable your people to take risks. It's not like we're saying we're never going to do a bloody competitive exercise. Mm. He's going to do it in a different way. And by me having the opportunity to you know, do what I've been able to do, I've got better results from just allowing me to trust my intuition with situations than follow a rule book. And I think that as leaders and as influencers as ourselves, you know what, 80% of my decisions, hands down, is my intuition over 20% of the facts because I'll find the facts to go with it. It's that gut feel. Um, and it's not sort of flipping around to go, it has to be 99% perfect. Everything needs to line up when, for me, I'm 80-20 rule. If 80% of it's there, <laughs> let's do it. 20%, she'll be right. We'll figure it out along the way. <laughs> So following into the Young Talent Award um, for SIPs you won in 2019, what specific challenges did you face as a young woman in procurement in particular? How long have we got? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing all right. I know, far out. Um, I've had and I've really been reflecting on that over the last sort of few months as well as I transitioned from Hastings, which was like an eight-year career, over to a whole new industry and sort of company. We'll touch on that late, uh, you know, a bit later. But for me, I've had so many challenges against me from a professional and sort of personal aspect. Obviously, there's all domestic violence stuff. But just as a young woman, a single mum, looking how I look and how I dress and all the really bold colours and bloody tattoos and everything like that, and being very ambitious, I've had a lot of obstacles in the sense of, you know, and especially my age as well. As I was going through that, I think I was, oh, I can't even remember how old I was, 26 maybe, 20, yeah, 26 I think I was, 25 when I won the six Young Talent Awards. So that's pretty young uh, for me to have done what I did with that project in particular 
I was quite young. So you always have those people that go, mm, does she really deserve it? Does she, she, does she only get her success because she was favoured or because she's a domestic violence survivor or because she's a woman? Like you always have that negative feedback in anything that you do. Um, but for really me, it we've got a bit of a tall poppy syndrome here in Australia. So the higher you succeed, the more haters or negative people that you're going to have around me. So I've definitely had a lot of that throughout my career. I already had the, you know, everything else against me, just being a young woman that wants to do right kind of thing and do great things. Um, mm. But it really, it's a bit of a split for me. Half of it opened such great opportunities for me and half of it really showed me how people's sort of intentions were. Um, I definitely had a lot of challenges to say, you know, you're too young to be able to be a procurement manager. No, actually, you have to wait X amount of years to become that. And I, th I guess it, in lots of moments in your life, your values or your priorities are always tested. And that's one of the things I've sort of done. That's why I jumped ship. One, because I was there eight years. I've done what I wanted to do. And then I want you to change it up a little bit because I love change, number one. I'm one of those crazy people. But I wanted new opportunities and I wanted, you know, to explore all of that. And I'm someone that doesn't do the traditional way. The next step for me at Hastings was to become the procurement manager. And I didn't want that. I was like, no, because I know I can have it. <laughs> I'm the person, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm that difficult person that's like, no, if I can have it, I want to try something else. <laughs> the story of my life. So... Yeah, you definitely have those challenges. You have those internal ones. You have the external sort of forces against you. But for me, it's really being clearer to who I am and what I want to do within procurement as well. Yeah, yeah. And we often hear that, you know, personal growth is found in the deep end. Um, do you find that's the case with procurement or do you find it's very more so structured and very governance-based? Throw me in the deep end, see if I sink or swim. I have not sunk yet, <laughs> so that's a good sign. Um, I am not, let, let's face it, my sort of style and how I am, government, let's say, is probably never going to be my thing because uh, it is. there's a lot of rules, there's a lot of structure, and things go a little bit slower, and that's okay. There are people suited to that. When I found early on in my career, and, you know, my boss, Tom, he said that. He said, Ashley, there are maintainers and there are creators. You are a creator. You will never be handed something to maintain because you will get bored and you won't do it. And I said, yes, that is a strength. Someone gets me. Yeah, someone gets me. I will get bored. And you've got to understand that as well. What's your pace? What's your style? And for me, as I said, freedom and that creativity is one of my number one sort of values. And we literally had a training session yesterday, a team workshop, and I said that. That's my number one thing. If you try to box me in, I'll go. Like, I'm like, no, nah, it's not my thing. But if you go, here you go, Ashley, here's your paddock. Go have fun. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little sheepdog. I, like, run through it. And I, yeah. you, I get my results because, you know, you get a leader that gets you, they'll play to that. When some people want that structure and step by step, you follow that. You get a leader that gets that with you um yeah but for me throw me in the deep end say this is your outcome i don't care how you do it but you're going to do it done consider it done i'll get it done we're touching on um the mindset being in the right mindset to work in procurement or the right mindset for for value-driven exercises do you feel young people or even new people to the procurement profession um 
have the right mindset or is that valued that they have the right mindset when they're looking to get into procurement? I think too often, especially women, and I'm going to target the young women here, we doubt ourselves in the sense of if you see a job on seek, for example, and you see that you need to have five plus seven years experience, but mm. you know you mm. can do everything else, we will not apply because we'll see that one bit. We're meant to go, yeah, I could do this. I don't care. I've got seven years experience. You guys tend to do that because you back yourself. When we go, oh, I haven't got that. And I've you know, explained this at different conferences I've spoken at as well. If you want the young talent, they're not going to have your seven plus 10 years experience. And if you look at my case, for example, yes, I've only done five, but look at the outcomes in what I've achieved. Look at all the dollars, how, the, how I managed to do complex projects. They're the things and the type of people you want in your business. Who can make that happen? And it's nothing against people that have been in the procurement industry whatsoever. Just focusing on that young talent, we need to put ourselves in there and back ourselves more. You know who you are, you know your strengths and what you can bring to the table, but also be you know, self-aware enough not to be too cocky to go, you know what, I don't know this, this and this, but I can give you X, Y, Z and you can teach me A, B, C and we'll become like a mighty team kind of thing. You always have to play to your strengths and weaknesses. And I think too often we think that we need to be 100% but as I said, 80-20 rule. If you have 80% of what you need to do and you've got to learn the 20% of the job, done. But it's exactly, that confidence yeah. you need to back yourself. Don't doubt it. Me walking into this new job, I have no idea about agriculture and bloody cows. I was like, you have how many cows? Like, what is going on from mining to this? But I walked in here and I was like, you know what? I've got this. It's a different industry. I just got to use my same skill sets and you know, mindset and all that sort of stuff to get it done. And I'll get it done. But don't hesitate because you don't know particular things. Yeah. What I've found as well, which I think plays into this a little bit, is when we run a sourcing, our stakeholders won't measure us on the performance of the sourcing. They'll measure us on the outcome itself. So very similarly, if we're looking to recruit people, should we be looking at the person themselves or what they deliver? So that's just one key comment for that. I think it's a both. You've got to understand values, who they are as a person, how they work, learning styles, paces. You need to understand that and if they're going to fit into your industry or project. You're not going to put, let's say, an introvert that's really slow pace into some high, fast, complex project with all these dominant people like yelling in their face. They're going to have a meltdown kind of thing. But... You know, if you you send someone like me in there, because they'll be like, "Hey guys, we're here to get it all yep, done, sorted out." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's more who's the individual and what do you want their outcomes to be, and have their successful outcomes reflected that the ways they've worked or how they've overcome these sort of obstacles. Because as you know, in procurement goalposts change all the bloody time. <laughs> A spanner will be thrown in the work, and you're like, "What? <laughs> You've ruined my perfect plan." But it's those, pe uh, you know, those people, that resilience to go, you know what, stuff you obstacle, I'll go this way. And not those people that are going to have a meltdown and go, I don't know what I'm going to do kind of thing. It's um, So personally, I think it's a little bit of both. Can they get your stuff done, but are they the right person to do it as well? That's a good input, good input. We're talking a little bit about young professionals, um, young women, new people to procurement. 
do you feel they have a voice in this profession? Okay, this is a good one. I love these questions. I love picking my brain about all this because I'm quite controversial at times. I get it. For me, and I take myself back to when I first started in procurement, I had no idea what I was doing. And most of us going into procurement have no idea what we're doing. But we've got to back ourselves as an individual. We haven't got, you know, the score points on the board just yet. So you have to build that credibility. And we can't go into jobs going, I must be at this level with this salary when you've got no, you know, no stars against your name kind of thing. So we need to go in, and this is what's worked for me, go in there, absorb everything like a little sponge, listen to everything, take everyone's different approaches because you've got to figure out what would work for you kind of thing. And you'll learn these across the years. You'll pull out some toolkit that you learned five years ago. Okay, I'm going to use your advice. But really, it's about understanding your capability and where you are right now. But where can you go? Go in, absorb it all, um, but back yourself that you can do it at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think it very much reverberates with me. So I had all the theory. You know, I came out of university expecting to know about procurement and similarly had no clue whatsoever. <laughs> what they say. The first so, reality is completely different, I swear. So I think the difference between, I guess, people who are new to the profession and people who have studied for the profession is nothing more than the concepts and the theory itself. 100%. And you can Google it. You know how many times I have Googled a procurement theory and strategy and some people are like, what? I will Google it. Like, even if you've studied it, you've got a little bit more sort of technical knowledge in, like, their language and stuff. But then when you go into a different industrial company, throw that outside the premium book because yeah, yeah. they change their language, their strategies, their ways, and you're like, what? Everything I thought I knew, I don't know anymore because <laughs> everyone has a different style. So I think we're all equal in that sense. If you've been in there for years or you're still starting out, wherever you start new, you're starting from scratch a little bit because – you don't know how the you know the business operates or their policies and everything like that as well, which is fun. I like that. And it, it plays a little bit to how we see entry-level roles maybe developing in Queensland especially because, because for procurement, we very much see these one to three year as the entry level. Like as we both discussed, there isn't really that much opportunity to absorb in your first year. You're expected from that first year to be straight into it. So I think maybe if we could see some more engagement in that first year of absorbing how procurement's done, um, maybe we could see some more success or more graduates in that area. 100%. And I've been lucky enough to have, you know, people, let's say analysts and all that, start off in procurement. And, yes, they're not going to be able to go run a bloody tender in their first, you know, six to 12 months, but I will take them to every single thing so they can just watch me and see how I work with people. And that has been the biggest lesson I've learned. You give them data and a spreadsheet, that's not going to help them. You need to like enable them to be part of the journey and just be a fly on the wall and just let them take it in. Because I think we underestimate. You think that you're wasting their time. No, that's how I've learned so quickly is by just going, oh, are you about to terminate that contract? Can I come and sit in there so I could just watch, just so I could observe it all? And if it gets hostile, how do you manage it? If they're fine, how do you manage it? Like all of that sort of stuff. It's, um, as I said, 
listen and just watch people's styles and you will determine what you like about someone and how they do it or what does not work. And that's another big lesson. If you watch people go, oh gosh, this is not working. That is a lesson that you have learned not to do as well. Yeah, uh, there's so much. I think that full first year of shadowing or mentoring or engaging in those first supplier meetings and discussions and business review meetings, even other ones like just being invited to general meetings with, let's say, finance or business control about what the strategy for the organisation is really reinforces that skill set you have as a procurement professional. And a great example I have is at AOK, we have grads here and they're not necessarily learning procurement, they're learning agriculture, where they come into procurement to understand the full complexity of a business and operations and supply chain and, you know, commercials and stuff. And I've been here, I feel like I've been here two seconds, but I've been here over a month now. But just bringing them along into how I communicate communication strategies or change management and project management updates, they're like, what the hell? And I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, because I've got such a different style and how do I deal with these people, that has been a wealth of knowledge for them to go, that's how you communicate and get across people. So you don't ever underestimate the the shadowing of something because they're taking it all in if you got the right person and they're like, oh, my gosh, how do they do this? Yep, yep. Oh, takes me back as well because that's very similar to how I got into procurement was uh, yeah. had a very good mentor who brought me in and I shadowed for the first year just doing analyst stuff and I learned so much when it was my time to step in my first procurement category buyer role. Yeah. Um, I really was able to find out what suited me best and develop as a professional. And I wish I had that when I first started. I was more um, thrown into the deep end a little bit with mine. But I wish I had that if I had to do it all over again and didn't have this sort of line of path. I wish I just shadowed someone that's best practice in their certain field. Um, Because, you know, we had an analyst over at Hastings and there was, you know, different sort of category managers, different styles as well. But they were able to go, okay, this is how Ashley does things. This is how he does things. And make it their own for when they started in their um, sort of RFPs and stuff. And procurement is very much cross-functional. You stop any procurement profession on the street at a networking event. I worked in accounting. I worked in strategy. I worked in marketing. I worked in operations. So it's really driving procurement as part of the value chain. It's saying this is what procurement does, getting young people in to look at procurement but they don't have to be procurement professionals. They can be from any background, really. 100%. And I don't, you know, when people go, what is procurement? I don't see it as this big, you know, technical complex thing with RFPs and all that. I'm like, you know what? If you love people, you like communication and change, you love challenging people and, you know, projects and stuff like that, that is procurement. It's literally like relationship management. I always used to say at Hastings, and I still do here, is I was the relationship counsellor between the <laughs> vendor and the, the company that I'm working for. I am Switzerland. I am not on this side or this side because I want to keep you both honest. And I should say relationship counsellor on my bloody <laughs> resume because that's most of it. It's dealing with the people and why do they like this and this and this and this process. There you go. We've basically got a counselling degree after being in procurement, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah. Just watching our time. So I think we're almost up to wrap up. Is there any final comments you had, Ash? Oh, gosh, I could bloody talk all day. <laughs> you know me. Is there any other sort of questions that you want to know and pick my brain about that we've missed? 
I think we've covered quite a bit. Um, we talked about the challenges. We talked about new and young people engaging in procurement. Maybe where would you see procurement changing in the next five years? Where would you like to? Where would you like it to be in five years? Ashley's dream. No <laughs> policies or rules. <laughs> everything like that for me just looking at my personal sort of journey and how it's all works we need to be more agile or we need to be less not necessarily governed but really tied down by you must do one two three four steps and your process might have bloody 30 steps when you could probably do it in three and enable our people to go off intuition as well um because I think that really restricts us as an industry is that if we become so much like police officers and we're so slow, you lose that momentum, you lose that value adds and being able to be really quicker to respond to certain things. Um, I think that's a big thing that really needs to change. And as I said, getting young people in, it's procurement's not sexy we're trying to make it sexy i think it's sexy i used to say that all the time procurement's sexy and everyone's like what, <laughs> what are you about? <laughs> rude but it's yeah really trying to get other people sort of i guess buy-in like the younger people coming in you don't wake up going i want to be in procurement i could tell you that right now yeah yeah but there's so many different layers to it. You've got the finance, you've got the legal, you've got the change, you've got the comms, you've got the project management, relationships, like so much in there, you can't get bored and you will figure out what role is right for you, if that makes sense. There's so many different sort of opportunities. So get the younger pe young people in, absorb it, give us the opportunities to prove ourselves and um, see how it all goes. Incredible, incredible comments. All right. Um, well, thank you very much for your time today, Ash, to discuss your journey. Um, so, of course, Ashley hosts her own podcast, Empower with Ash. Um, it's available on Spotify and on LinkedIn. Uh, she's had some super insightful guests and touches on some example topics, such as domestic violence, mental health, and driving the right mindset. So her new season is released on July th uh, 13th. Um, also, make sure to keep updated with our Queensland SIPs committee. Um, we do now have a forward pipeline of activities available on the Queensland SIPs page. Our next two events in July are the Morning Coffee Networking, that's the 7th of July, and Christmas Trivia is on the 22nd. So we hope to see you there and do please feel free to reach out and catch up with us at those networking events. Thank um, you. We thank you very much for your time. Cheers. Thank you.